Hi, and thank you for listening to this episode. I wanted to tell you really quick, I really want to connect with you. Like, for real, I'm not joking. I really want to connect with my listeners. And so because of that, I have set up a Facebook group. And so if you would like to join that Facebook group, you can check out the show notes of this episode or my most recent episodes in season three, and the link will be in those show notes. Or you can search Facebook and search the Pursuing Purpose podcast and request to join the group. In that group, I plan to encourage, continue to encourage you in purpose. Every day we'll have a post of something that'll encourage you to uh, pursue purpose. If you're pursuing your purpose, we'll give you a spot on Saturdays to promote that thing that you're doing. If it is entrepreneurial or whatnot, um, in any case, I just want to create a community with you. So go on Facebook, sign up to join the Facebook group Pursuing Purpose Podcast. I can't wait to see you there. And now that you've listened to this little advertisement, you can skip over the first minute or so of the next episode that you hear this on. Welcome back to the Pursuing Purpose Podcast. In today's episode, I'm sharing what I believe is the fastest and the best way to get started on your path to purpose. Let's get into today's episode. Again, welcome back, y'all, to the Pursuing Purpose podcast. I'm pretty sure if you've heard any content on this channel, you know that I've been gone for two and a half years, and I am so excited to be back today. If you are new here, hi, my name is Rashida Jackson. I am the host of the Pursuing Purpose podcast, and I am so excited to be back on this side of the microphone, sharing with you some of the things that helped me pursue purpose, whether it is coming out of the most difficult disappointing years of my life or sharing stories of others. My goal for this podcast is just to encourage you to pursue purpose in any manner, any way necessary. Along the way, I'll share tips and even what I did step by step to have success while on the journey to live a more fulfilling and more purposeful life. I'll even share my failures, my wins, everything. I am an open book to you guys. So I am so excited to be back to be able to share this with you guys on this season. In every episode, it is my goal to share a story that connects to the main points from the episode. And today's main point, like I said, is I am covering what I think is the fastest and the best way to start your purposeful journey. This episode, I will be honest, it won't apply to everyone. Some people who are listening to this episode, they've already done this step and they're on that track. So if that's you, feel free to share this episode with someone else that may benefit from this story. Before I get into our story for today, I want to make a few disclaimers. I'll start with a piece of encouragement or just my hope and vision for this podcast. 
I desire for this platform, wherever it is posted, to be a safe space for everyone. I was a teacher for two years, and that was the biggest thing for me to make sure that my students felt safe. And I, I, I thank God for that because that has allowed me to be so much more open to just hearing other people's viewpoints. We're not all going to agree. And that's totally fine. That's totally fine. But I want, however you're listening to this podcast, to be a safe space for you. There are certain things in this episode and probably in my entire show that I will share that you will not agree with. And that is okay. It's okay not to agree. That's life. However, because I am going to be sharing this on other platforms via YouTube as well as Instagram, I want to make it publicly known if you disagree with how I believe parts of my story, though it's my story. I don't know how you can disagree with my story, but whatever. Um, other people's viewpoints and you disagree with that and you feel so inclined to respond in a negative or hateful way, just what we've seen a lot of in 2020, to be completely honest, I want you to know that you can have your disagreements, but you're, I want you not to put down anyone else. I don't care if it's even political. There may be some people that I invite on this show that you don't fully agree with. I may not fully agree with some of their points of belief, political or otherwise. However, I'm not going to pinpoint on that or put that person down in any way, shape, or form, I'll be open with you and tell you that there are things that I may not agree with, but to put that person down or to put anyone else down, I just, I, I advise that we don't do that on any platform. You'll see why I'm making that disclaimer in my story. It's, it's one topic that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. But I promise you at the end of this, I am sharing a point that will help you to pursue purpose more. So even though it seems like I may be going on a long tangent, just follow me in the story. The end point is a good point. And so just share love, guys. It's um, it's almost 2021. We want to go into that year with more love. I am hoping that is the goal of most people. So let's get started with today's episode. I want to share the beginning of my purpose story, and that starts back in 2004 for me. In 2004 and before, I was a very insecure, low-grade, depressed, hurt, unsure young lady. That was me. I lived a very normal and stale life, I will say. I I was in high school. And what I did a lot of was get up, go to school, do what I'm supposed to do at school, come home, do what my parents ask me, go back to school, do it all again. That was my life until about junior year of high school. 
junior year of high school, I met a guy that I got a crush on. It was not my husband, but my husband and I did go to high school together. But we had no interest in each other. But I met a guy and I had a crush on this guy. I was so determined that this guy was going to be the one for me. You see how it's already sounding like a tangent? Like, Rashida, how does this have anything to do with purpose? Please know that it does, okay? The end of this story does, okay? So with our story, I had this guy that I really liked, and I was just determined that he was going to be the one. Well, like I said, I was this insecure, just dealt with a lot of rejection from guys. So up until this point, I had never had a boyfriend or anything like that. So I was very determined that before I left high school, this was going to be the one, honey. Okay. Turned out that wasn't the case. And the reason for that I found is because this guy was gay. And so in high school, I just thought, Actually, I enjoyed having gay friends because especially a guy friend that was gay because you had, it was like having the best of two worlds. I had a guy that understood guys, but he understood women very well too. So that was great. However, because I had gone through all this rejection with other guys and just had a a really low self-esteem already. This was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I was really disheartened. It just, uh, it was disappointing. However, this guy had become my best friend. He introduced me to so many things that changed my entire life, I will say. If I had not met this guy, I would be a completely different person. I probably wouldn't be as outgoing as I am now. And I'm so grateful for that God connection. And this is kind of what I'm talking about when you're talking about things that make people uncomfortable or things that people may disagree with, even though my friend was gay, he opened my eyes to so much. And like I said, I would not be the person that I am today. And for me, that is a God connection. Even though it wasn't things that people associate with being God connections. Does that, am I making sense? Okay. So in any case, um, this guy was a best friend of mine. And so even though he didn't have a crush on me, it was known. It came came to be known in high school. When you saw this person, you saw me. So we were always together. We were in theater together, choir together. We did so much together. Tried to start a business together. We were just, man, I'm not going to cry because... He really, wow, he really changed a lot for me. But in any case, because I was so broken by that and my self-esteem was already so low, I almost gave up, to be honest with you. And because he was my best friend, 
he knew a lot about me that other people didn't know. And so he knew and was very aware with just the way that I thought. And for years up until that point, I had already been thinking of living out a gay lifestyle and dating girls. And so to paint more of a picture for you, if you are unaware, in 2004, it was it was kind of taboo to come out of the closet. It was a thing. It was not as big as it is now. So, and I grew up in a household with Christian, I don't want to say it was Christian beliefs. My mother believed Christian beliefs and she is a Christian. However, I wasn't taught to hold to those all the time because my dad didn't believe the same. So it was kind of set up. My mom introduced those things to me, but I was not forced to follow those in any way. And so I understood some things about Christianity, but not at all of where I am now. And so, um, but what I did know and what, was very prominent in my mind is that being homosexual or bisexual is a sin and I will not, I will not participate. I will not, I can't, I have to go to heaven and I'm really trying to be this good person. You know, I'm trying to read my Bible and understand it, even though I was reading it and didn't understand any of it. I was trying to be this good person. And so my friend knew this about me. And so after I had that disappointing, you know, moment of finding out that he didn't feel the same way I felt about him. In him knowing I was already thinking about living out this other lifestyle, he said, well, why don't you consider dating girls? I know you like so-and-so and all of this. Why don't you consider that? So I told him, I said, no, this is not, we are not doing this. We're not doing that. And so he kind of came off the topic, but it would come up on occasion and he would really try to connect me with these other girls. And all of this is while I'm still in high school. And I just, I kept telling him, I'm like, this is, I, I can't do that. I just can't. And so we graduate from high school and he said that he is going to cross the stage and become a gay man. When he crosses the stage, I'm coming out. And like I said, in 2004, it it was a thing, but it wasn't a big thing. And so when I was going to high school, if you did something like that, you really did it kind of when you were out on your own. So that kind of painted the picture as to why he chose to do that. Like I said, we're getting we're getting to the point of purpose, trust me. And so he um, decided that's who he was going to be once he left high school. And I said, okay, that's great. Thumbs up. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) I'm still in that boat. But we went to the same college. And over that summer, I had some time to think about it. And in my college days, like the first week at school, I had the opportunity to really engage with other people who were gay. And this was the biggest community that I had seen and the most open I had ever seen it, ever. And this may be also because I live in a very conservative state. 
Let's just say that. And so going to school, I got a chance to meet some girls in college that I really liked um, and just got a taste of this homosexual lifestyle. And so I really became more open to it. And I told my friend, I said, okay, I'll just try it. And so we go, I mean, we go all out. And we had decided, and this date is still a date that is dear to my heart because even in my small amount of time in the gay community, I got a heart for people who are in that community. And so um, decided to come out on coming out day. That's still um, fresh in my mind how how deep we were in this. I, I just wanted to, if I was going to do it, I was going to go all out. And so we went to gay clubs. I talked to a couple females. And the to paint the picture for you, I had never had this kind of attention ever. And like I said, all I experienced prior to that was rejection from men. And so going the other way just kind of felt the most natural thing to do. I mean, I don't get the attention from these people. I kind of like these people. So let me switch this way. And I was so invested in this new life, in this new lifestyle. But there was still in my head the thought of, Rashida, you know, this is not right. This isn't right. And um, I was battling with that. There was a Christian organization on campus that would frequently invite us to church. And I went to a Methodist school, so we always had chapels. So Christianity and Jesus was always around me. And so that also probably contributed to a lot of my thoughts as well. Anyway, um, going to the clubs and experiencing all of this attention from other girls, I was just invested, but had this thought in the back of my head, this is probably not right. So I meet up with a chaplain at the school that hosted our chapels. And I talk with her about how I'm feeling because, you know, college is an age of discovery. It's just a time to discover yourself. And so I talk with her and I tell her what's going on and I tell her, I really, I feel like I might be gay. What does the Bible say about that? And she told me there's nothing really in the Bible that says that it's wrong, so you can go ahead and do it. And so I left that office saying, okay, I'm not exactly going to be gay, but I'm, I am now a bisexual woman. And so, again, continuing to live this lifestyle. This Christian group that's on campus is consistently coming to me and my friends, though, sharing love with us and just inviting us to church, inviting us to different events. And I would meet up with my friends every day for lunch, and we would talk about, you know, those people in the church from time to time. And and they would tell me, you know, they're crazy. You can't go to that church. I went to that church and X, Y, and Z happened. You can't go. Don't go. And so I'm like, all right, all right. And some kind of way, I don't even remember how it happened, but I ended up going to that church. And 
after hearing the sermon, an altar call was given and I went up to receive Christ. And it was so funny how it happened because I almost didn't even know what I was doing. It was almost as if my feet just started going before I could even stop them. You know, I just, not to say that anyone was making me, it was almost a subconscious decision so that I'm not spooking people out. No one, the Holy Spirit didn't make me go. It was almost subconsciously my, something inside of me saying, do this. And so I went and did it and still didn't believe. I just went because the offer was given. And even so much so to where I go to my dad, which I told you prior, he doesn't really believe how, well, he may not. I haven't talked to him about a topic like that in a while. So he at the time did not believe how I believe. And so, or I was introduced to believe at the time because I didn't still believe. I still didn't believe at that time. I went to my dad and I told him, I said, oh, daddy, I went to church today and I got saved. And he's like, oh, really? And so, and that was it. I just, you know, went on with my life. I'm still, you know, hanging out with my friends, seeing these other girls and, you know, hanging out to the wee hours in the morning and stuff. And um, they're still inviting me to church. And I'm like, no, I won't go. But after I had gone to this church and made this commitment, I noticed that inside of me, I was changing and I had no idea that this would happen. I was shocked at the change that was happening on the inside of me. And so after this experience and all that occurred, I get invited again to a Bible study. Now I'm rooming with a roommate in the dorm that I lived in. And one of the girls that I liked and talked to frequently lived in the same dorm. And so I'm invited to this Bible study and I invite my roommate. My roommate says, all right, I'll go, you know, just I'll go. And I invite the girl that I'm talking to. And she said, all right, I'll go. And when we go, we're there, we're hearing what's being taught, the word. And while things are being taught, I guess my friends are getting really uncomfortable. I'm getting uncomfortable, to be honest. And my friend, no, I think, I don't remember who left first, but the girl I was talking to left, my roommate left. And in the middle of them talking, again, something inside of me, I have no idea what it is, but I am crying almost uncontrollably. And I'm trying to hold in this sob. So it's one of those try to, controlled sobs that you're trying to hold in so nobody sees you really crying. <laughs> I'm I I just can't hold it in any longer. And I literally almost start wailing, crying. That's how bad it was. And the people take me out into the hallway and they ask, okay, what is going on? I don't understand. And I tell them everything I just told you. 
And so they said, it sounds like just the Holy Spirit is really just working on you to change some things in you. What happened at that church at that time, you you really were changed. You really, you know, gave your life to Christ. And I didn't understand that. And I told them the same things I told the chaplain. Now, again, this is another thing that people may not agree with, which is fine, but what they told me at the time is um, the things that the chaplain told you weren't correct. These, you know, things that she shared with you, that's not what God says. God says that these things are not the way that he's designed and created us to live. So you shouldn't live that way. And so I said, okay, well, what do I need to do? And so they told me what I needed to do that I needed to go back and, you know, I re-prayed the prayer, really prayed it with belief at that time. And I was forever changed after that. I stopped hanging out with um, all of my gay friends, including my gay best friend, which if I were to go back, I would have handled that situation a lot differently especially since within months from that, he passed, actually. So, not going to cry. But I stopped hanging out with them so that I could focus more on the new life that I was developing. And after I made that decision... I never felt so much peace. And this is where we start getting into the point where we're talking about purpose. Because after I made that decision to fully give my life to Christ, fully give it to him, I had never felt so peaceful, so much vision and purpose, that's the best way that I can describe it. There was a reason why I was here now. And I wasn't just existing and trying to figure out what was going on. Life was more than me. Life was more than looking out for me. I was put here to make an impact and help make other people's lives better. And I was able to see that so much more after that. And I wouldn't have been able to see it if I didn't do that. And that's my point for today. In order for you to pursue purpose, you have to go to the person who created you to find that. You have to go to the creator to find out the purpose of why he created you. And like I said, if you don't agree with this, that's fine. But I honestly believe there's a reason why God has let me, led me to share this episode in this way, because there are some people who are feeling like there's got to be more to life. There has to be more And and there is more. I see other people living more in their lives, but I'm not experiencing that. Especially in the year that we had in 2020 where we've lost so much. Loved ones have been lost by some. We've lost so many influential people this year. 
So many people are living in fear, and yet there are some people who are not they're 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 impacted by it, but by what has happened in 2020, but they're not phased by it. I'm one of those people. If I didn't start my journey with Christ in 2004, and then in later episodes, I'll tell you about how I also had very challenging years, very challenging. You'll hear in other episodes how I basically had a 2020 stretched across five years. I mean, and if you can imagine that, not 2020 every year for five years, but stretched across five years. But if I didn't go through those things with the hope of Jesus Christ in me, I would probably be crazy. This year, though it has been challenging, it was not as challenging as it was for some. And I fully believe that even though I experienced the same losses as some people did, losing loved ones, losing income, losing, uh, you know, the ability to do certain things and life totally changing. Though I lost those things, I'm completely unfazed by it. Why? Because Jesus, because my hope is in Jesus and not the things that are on this world. I'm not limited to what's in this world anymore. And so I want to introduce you to that. And that if you have not taken that step, I personally believe that's the best step that you can do to get on track to your true purpose and your true calling. You can't know what you were created for without going to the creator for that. For example, I'm talking on a pod mic right now, a road pod mic. When we got this mic in the mail, y'all, literally all we got was the mic in a box. And I think there was a small, small square of paper, a rectangle, actually, that told us some things of what we should and what we shouldn't do with it. But there were no instructions. If I didn't have a husband that is into audio engineering and producing, I'd be totally lost. I'd be completely lost without YouTube. Completely lost. Now, I will say, I think this mic was designed to work with the Rodecaster Pro, and if you're a podcaster, you understand all of that jibber-jabber. But I don't have a Rodecaster Pro, nor did I want to spend $400 on a Rodecaster Pro. So I had to understand how this mic was designed to work, sold that from the people who made it, so that I can replicate those things so that this pod mic could work in its best ability. I wouldn't have known if I didn't go to the maker that I have to get an XLR for this mic. It obviously needs a boom arm. I have to put it into a, I don't know what this red box is called, but it's a red box and it basically receives the audio that you're hearing right now. I wouldn't have known that it needs a preamp. 
it needs a preamp, okay? You would not be able to really hear me without a preamp. I wouldn't have known all these things if I didn't go to the person who created the mic to find it out or go to other people who are familiar with how the maker makes the mic to be used. And I'm saying that's the same thing for life. In order to pursue purpose, you have to know why you were created and how you were created. And the way you find that out is from God. And so if you've made it this far, congratulations for that. First of all, I want to offer you the opportunity to take the same chance that I took on God because I literally took a chance on God and have never turned back since. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful. So I want to lead you in a prayer. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that anyone that calls on the name of the Lord and believes it, believes that Jesus is Lord and he died for, let me look up the Bible verse so I'm not saying it off the top of my head. It says Romans 10, nine and 10, that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I'm going to lead you in a prayer that is going to do exactly that. And it is my belief that if you have listened this far and you truly believe that Jesus is Lord and you take these steps that I, this step actually, it's not steps, it's a step that I'm leading you to take right now. In addition to the other steps that I believe God has led me through that difficult five year uh, stint that I was telling you about, your life will be totally different than it ever was, ever, not just from 2020, but period. So let me lead you in this prayer. You just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I acknowledge my sin and my sinful ways. I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart. I want to trust and follow you and make you my Lord and Savior. Amen. And if you did that and you really believed what you said, really believed it, you're you're now a Christian, you're now a believer, your your sins have literally been white, made white as snow, literally. Now, we'll say that you're not overnight just going to become this awesome, amazing person. That's not how it works, okay? If you listen to my entire story, I did not just give up homosexual tendencies immediately. I had to work that out of me, literally work that out of me step by step. One thing that did change, I used to curse like a complete sailor and that stopped instantaneously. That that was a miracle because I cursed a lot, but everything else took a long time to change. And so be okay with that. 
we're going to go on a journey this year that may help you with that. And in the other episodes, you will hear how I changed completely after having challenging times and you can take those steps and apply them to your life. That's my only call to action today, guys. I don't have any other call to action. I think that is going to be the most important one you can take anyway. I'll see you guys in the next episode where we'll talk about how to start making purposeful plans for 2021. I'm so excited to get into that episode. We'll see you in the next episode, guys. 